Hey everyone, this is Amanda coming in post-production to make a correction quickly about something that appeared in last week's episode. So at the very beginning, when I was describing uh, Stephen Ray Stout's childhood, there was a piece of that story where it sounded like he was a bully to his younger siblings. Um, Small correction on that, it was actually he had an older brother who was a bully to him along with some of his younger siblings. So just a small clarification on that that makes a lot more sense when you listen to the rest of the story. So wanted to make sure that that uh, made it, that little correction made it into this next episode. And thank you so much for listening. I'm Gabby and you are listening to Most Wanted. Hi, sissy, and welcome back. Hello. I feel like it's been so long since we've recorded. It truly feels like it's been forever. Um, really hasn't been that long. But no, it, it has feel like long. a long time. <laughs> um, everyone, welcome back to episode 34. I'm Lauren. And I'm Amanda. Sissy, is there any news? How are you? Tell me everything. Tell me anything. I'm good. The traveling has been a lot. Um, yep. I kind of forgot about like flight delays and stuff like that that is totally out of your control when you're traveling. So it's been quite an adventure. Yeah. Uh, this this month of travel, but otherwise this, things are good. Good. Can't good. complain. Good. How about you? I'm, well, um, I got a third, I guess, second part time job, a third job. So you know, I'm just living the dream. Can't complain. Gotta, gotta love all the jobs. Well, I mean, I should clarify that I'm still working for the same company. I'm just working at three different stores now. Yeah. And I'm it's just temporary. I'm just helping, but uh it's good to help. Yeah, my my third one by the time this airs it will have started, but by the time we're recording it hasn't started yet. I am nervous. So. Oh no. Only You'll because I'm just worried that I'm not I'm going to be stretched so thin and I'm going to forget mm. stuff. That's my biggest mm. thing is that I'm very I have to write everything down. Mm-hmm. And me too. If I have three different things going on, I'm probably not going to be able to write all of it down and then I'm going to be like, mm. "Oh, was I supposed to You know, have you ever been a server where it's like, yeah. "Oh shit, I never brought ketchup to table 14 yep. and yep. that was yesterday." You know, it's going right. to be one of those, but Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, summer is over, so it's not like yeah, I have getting back in the swing while you're starting a third job i'm going back to school again so well yeah so i mean this kind of is par for the course for us we don't we are just doing way too many things yep absolutely all the time all the time well uh sissy i have a question for you and Mm. i might have to cut this because it makes me feel very stupid do you ever find out something way later in time and then realize it happened a long time ago and you were very unaware? Oh, yeah. That happens to me all the time. I'm not very up on news sometimes. Okay, so then I'm going to say this and I want everyone's respect. Don't come for me. I don't (laughs) read the news. Oh, boy. Did you know Patrick Swayze died? (laughs) Oh, my God. Yes. (laughs) Apparently he died in 2009. Just found out. The thing that said Patrick Swayze would have been 71 today, it was a couple days ago. And I was like, what do you mean would have been? 
Oh my. And then I was like, oh, I got to go tell my partner. And then I was like, actually, I'm going to back that up. No one really he, needs to know this. And now I'm he, telling everybody. Yeah, he definitely would have known. He knows all the things. He does. He knows a lot of stuff. <laughs> um, he, That's someone that he'd probably be like, I understand. Now, if I would have said, did you hear Michael Jackson died? He would have been like, go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> that was also long ago. So Okay. <laughs> We got a lot to do today, so oh, yeah. I think we should get going. Are you Let's ready to it. play your second ever episode of What's My Crime? I'm so ready. Okay. So with that being said, uh, this episode of Most Wanted is brought to you by Dick Bag One, Sheila Eddy, and Douche Canoe Two, Rachel Shelf. What do you think they did? <laughs> I can't get over your dance for what? Dick Big Wog and Douche Canoe too? Okay, what did they do? Okay, girls' names. There's two of them. Oh. They must have killed someone. I think it's murder. Okay, I just have to say, and maybe I'll have to cut this. Um, I had my partner re-read through the or read through the script after I finished writing it, and he thought mm-hmm. this was the Slenderman case. So, the Slenderman case is a very different story that has mental illness involved in other things. Yes, so, yes. Actually, this might have mental illness. No, I don't remember. Any hooters? We're just going to keep rolling. So, and this is what's interesting. Just to, if you want to leave the mental yeah. illness part in, yeah. Um, mental illness does not excuse criminal activity. Right. Like it is a contributing factor. It's very unfortunate when people often either don't know that they have it or can't afford to have it treated. But like they are separate actions. And that doesn't mean that people who commit crimes shouldn't be treated with care if they have mental illness. Like there's a lot of things going on here. Correct. Yes. But yeah. Okay. So Sissy, before I start this case, I have a question to ask you. Okay. Did you have any friends when you were 16 years old? I think so. Okay. Uh, What did you guys do for fun? (laughs) What did we do for fun? We watched Lord of the Rings and we sometimes like went for hikes and wild. Cool. Yeah. We were really fun. And we, what else did we do? We were involved in like ELC or anything. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like we went for like hikes. We, we were, we played sports together. At okay. High school. Were you guys we were on the knowledge bowl in- team together? That there it is. Okay. <laughs> there it is. That's all we need to know about my sister and her friends. Um, well, unfortunately, sissy, I'm about to tell you a story that is very different from what you experienced in high school. Are you ready? I am. I'm also not surprised. A lot of people have very different high school experiences than I did. <laughs> That's well, all right. I'm not judging. Uh for this episode, I watched a couple of shows that I will credit at the end. Uh they were very helpful and informative. Also, in the past, I have heard other podcasts cover this case, but for some reason, until I watched the shows, I couldn't, I wasn't really affected as much, I would Mm. say, Uh, but watching the photos and watching it unfold in Mm. front of my face, um, I had a very different reaction to watching these shows, and Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to be honest. I don't know anything about this case. I think I've heard podcast episodes about it. I, mm-hmm. I, nothing stuck in my, in my memory. I know nothing about this case. 
Okay, here we go. Oh boy. Picture it, won't you? A beautiful July morning afternoon in Star City, West Virginia. I say morning afternoon because it was noon. Oh, I was like, we're starting at an interesting note. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was noon. Okay, West Virginia. Yep, I've Star City, West Virginia. Uh, Dave Neese was coming home from work to have lunch with his daughter, Skylar. Uh, he was coming home to do that. And uh, after that, the, he was going to give her the vehicle so she could go to work. She was mm-hmm. working at four o'clock that day. Okay. Once there, she's, she's 16. She's 16. Okay. Once Dave arrived, arrived home, he didn't see Skylar right away. He went into her bedroom to wake her up. Although it was noon, it was fine that she was still in bed. Uh, she had worked a late shift at Wendy's the night before. Um, she worked until 10 o'clock. So, you know, she those pr- frosties. Well, and, you know, as a teenager, yeah. you get home at 10. You're not going to bed probably till 2. So oh, sleeping till noon is totally fine. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so Dave went to her door and he knocked. Uh, she didn't come to the door. Um, he did kind of begin to panic after that because... You know, a knock she, should have definitely woken her right, up. Like a responsive kid for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. Or say, I mean, even if it was only six hours of sleep, if you're banging on the door, you're going to hear it for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. Usually. I, I did have one roommate that would not have been woken up by a bang on the door. Well, but that's fair. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I know exactly who you're talking about. So, yeah. I know you do. Yeah. So... Uh, according to one of the shows that I watched, uh, he found a metal coat hanger and broke into the room. Once oh, he was so in- the, like the door was like locked. locked. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, once inside, he saw that she was not in her room, and her bed had not been slept in the night before. It was still made. Oh no! So did he not know that she didn't come home? Like he assumed she came home? Nope. She definitely came home. She came oh, home. She, she kissed just- them. She kissed them good night and went into her room. After she so got just, home. She just never went to bed. Correct. Okay. Following. So, um, sorry, I'm, I'm now unclear if he had called his wife before he got into Skylar's room or if it was after. But he did call his wife and he said that Skylar wasn't home. And his wife, Mary, told him not to worry because it was summer. She's a teenager. She could have been at the mall. Sure. Could have been at the pool. She could have been, you know, just hanging out with friends. Yeah. So don't panic. She'll call Wendy's a little after four o'clock uh, and just make sure she's showing up for work. Sure. Unfortunately, I have, ba- I have a bad feeling about this. Unfortunately, they were ever they were never able to make that call because Wendy's called them first <gasps> asking if Skylar was going to come in for her shift that day. Oh, no. Yeah. OK. I hate this already. <clears throat> so uh, Dave's first thought was that Skylar had maybe run away. Um, but at the Why? same time, Why would that be his thought? Uh, I'll get there. Okay. Uh, but he did notice a couple of weird things. She didn't take her phone charger. And being a 16-year-old girl, her curling iron was still there. He noticed that. What year was this? It's 2009, but now I'm... No, it's, I was 2000, just, it's 2012. It's 2012. 12. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. I was, uh, the reason I was asking is, like, phone batteries could last a really long time when they were like the brick phones because they had so little functionality <laughs> right yeah so no nope, maybe no nope, it was no, she it was she would need her phone charger yep it was 2012 yeah she would need her phone charger okay okay so 
after he noticed that her phone charger and the curling iron were there, Mm -hmm. he did notice that Skylar's window was open. And there was a black stool outside at the bottom of the window so she could have easy access to crawl in and out. Oh, no. Okay. The police got involved pretty quickly after that. She's a minor. Yep. They lived in an apartment complex. So there was, uh, luckily, there was security footage. Oh, good. So the police did pull the security footage from the apartment building and they saw something. Mm -hmm. They saw Skylar walking across the parking lot from her apartment and getting into a vehicle. Oh, boy. Okay. Did she have a boyfriend or a girlfriend? Shouldn't judge. Uh, No. Okay. But after they saw these videotapes, that's when one of Skylar's friends came forward. Oh, no. Skylar's best friend, Rachel Schof, admitted to seeing Skylar the night before. Her and another friend, Sheila Eddy, actually picked up Skylar at 11 o'clock, and the three of them had driven around Star City. They kind of did this a lot. They liked to sneak out. They liked to drive around, go for a joyride. They liked to get high. They'd okay. done it many times before, and they had actually been caught once before being out okay. past curfew. Okay. Like parent curfew or like city curfew? City curfew. Okay. Yep. So. Um, from what I could tell, they weren't really in trouble. It was like, parents, you can yeah. punish your own kids. We're not going to press any charges sure. for the kids being out. Yeah. Um, but they definitely had dropped Skylar back off before midnight. And they dropped her off at the end of the street, not where they had picked her up in the parking lot. Because Skylar didn't want to wake them, wake her parents when she snuck back in. So they didn't want to get woken up by the car pulling up close to the apartment to the window so she was gonna get dropped off at the end of the street and she was gonna walk that's shady as shit okay so (laughs) police officer jessica kolbeck um also had thought that skylar was a runaway because after watching the tapes at 12 35 a.m on july 6 the grainy surveillance video showed Skylar niece walking from her room and willingly getting into the backseat of the car. So they, the, uh, Rachel so the came t- in, Rachel the came timing in, was off. Correct. Okay. So they all assumed that she had gotten picked up by her friends, had gone home and now they're seeing her leave again. Oh, yep. Oh, so now they're definitely okay. coming into so, the okay. runaway. Okay. Sorry. So there's footage of her leaving the first time and footage of her returning and then footage again of her leaving. There's footage at 1235 a.m. of her leaving. Okay, so no is the answer. Okay. (laughs) Uh, So Dave Neese said after he saw this footage of her getting into the backseat willingly, I was scared to death. I mean, I didn't know where my baby was. It was absolutely horrible. Mm. But. Whose vehicle was she getting into at 1230? It yeah, wasn't her friends. If it's, if it's grainy, they can't see a plate or anything. Correct. Yeah. I'd also like to note that in all of my sources, they did mention this, so I will mention this as well. There was no Amber Alert ever issued for Skylar because she was seen getting into Ooh. a car willingly. Yeah, because they think she's a runaway, in which case they'll never do an Amber Alert. Correct. Yeah. That's infuriating. Okay. It is infuriating. 
So the next day, July 7th, <laughs> Rachel Schof was out on a family's boat just hanging out. But Sheila Eddy had a different tune. She knew that Skylar was missing because she was the one that said that they had picked her up on the 5th. Okay. And so Sheila decided to go over to Skylar's parents' house and she just needed to be with them. Her and Mary, Skylar's mom, sat in Skylar's bed and they just cried together. Are Mary, you serious? Yep. Okay. I only say that because you already told us who is co- being covered in this episode. So that makes me very. Hmm. Yep. <laughs> so. Sheila did keep saying stuff. I think it was more of to herself as much as it was to try to assure Mary that things were fine. Uh But she said Skylar will come home and that she misses her very much. Oh, no. Sheila. Sheila and her mother helped Sheila's mother or Skylar's mother? Sheila and Sheila's mother. Okay. Helped Skylar's parents canvas the neighborhood looking for her. This is some shady shit. Sheila continued to call the nieces every single day asking for updates on the case. God, what a sociopath. After this, um, I believe it was still on the 7th. It was possibly the 8th. Rachel Schof, after she had gotten off her family friend's boat, went out of town. She had to get to a two-week summer camp. So she was actually not around for about the rest of the month. And this is where I have to ask you, my sister. Do you remember my best friend when I was 16, LB? I do. Do you remember how close we were? I do. Do you think for one second I would let mom and dad say you're still going to summer camp? Or do you think I'd tell them to eat the money? You would never leave town if your best friend was missing. Absolutely not. And I have here in my notes, and I still believe it, that I would have expected you to come home from your DC internship to help absolutely. me. Absolutely. If this was the case. Absolutely. And I probably would have been like, absolutely, I'm coming home. Right. But fortunately for you and I, we do not have a lot in common with these dildos. So, July 9th, the public learned that Skylar was missing through television, radio, and internet coverage. Dave made a but- plea for help on local news stations. So it was like a press conference. It, wasn't, it still wasn't an Amber Alert. Correct. It was a press conference that he went on. <sighs> okay. Uh, by that night, Skylar had been gone for the whole weekend. Hmm. The sinking feeling for Skylar's family and friends was starting to set in. Yeah. The community held a candlelit vigil and the whole school showed up. And both Sheila and Rachel were in attendance for this vigil. So Rachel came home from camp? I'm assuming it was after this that they had finally done it. It looks, it sounds like it was closer to school. Okay. Starting, okay. Um, it was just that on the 9th, they learned about the coverage. And then oh, eventually, and the, vigil the community later. did this. Okay. Yes, I'm sorry. I, okay. When I wrote okay. it, I meant to change it, and then I didn't, so. No, it's fine. I Timeline is the only thing that ever makes sense to me in some of these cases, so mm-hmm. sorry. Yeah, no. Sorry for asking so many questions. No, no, please keep asking them, because... Like I said, I was very nervous for this case. So all of my things I didn't write down, I tried to keep in my head. They are now gone. So if it's not on my piece of paper. I know that feeling. (laughs) If they're not on my piece of paper, I won't be sharing it because (laughs) even though I know this case so well, I got nothing. I remember exactly where I was when I learned about this case for the first time. And I cried. 
Any Why Hooters. Do I have any memory of this case? I don't know. I listened to um I listened to Morbid, I think, the first time that I heard cover it. Oh, and I don't listen to that one. Yeah. I think why. it was Morbid. Anyways, um Yeah. All Mary could say during this time and how all she could think about was how she could help the girls. Not only is Mary looking for her daughter, but her heart is breaking for her daughter's two best friends. Rachel and Sheila. Correct. Okay. As weeks passed, Officer Colbank was not letting this go. Is this Officer Jessica? This is Officer Jessica. Okay. Officer Jessica Colbank. Uh, when she was done with work, she was going back to the office to look through social media. She was looking at the video surveillance again. She was getting swamped with leads from people that had seen Skylar all across the country, which is not fucking helpful. <clears throat> Super not helpful. I know you want to help. Are, there are so many people who want to insert themselves into stuff like this. And I, again, like you just said, I know you want to help, but like, Legit but false tips, tips are yeah. not what they it need. It's going to set goose chases. Yep, it sets the case back even yeah. farther. Yeah. Um. At the same time of all these tips, Colbake found that neither Skylar's phone nor her bank account had been accessed. Oh, so no. at this point, Colbake no longer thought this was considered a runaway case. Gee, you think? Well, this is also in the July timeline. I'm telling this a little out of order, but. Okay. That makes you feel a little better. Cause I was like, yeah, it, really? This is, <laughs> this is not at the end of August, which is when the candlelit visual was held. This is just, she never gave up on it from the moment it hit her desk. She was all up on it. Okay, good. Sorry for yelling at you, Jessica. Officer, officer, Jessica, officer, Jessica. Uh, This is when they got their first possible helpful lead. Ooh. There was bank robberies that happened in Blacksville, which is not too far from Star City. Bank robbery. Yep. These robberies happened around the same time that Skylar had gone missing. Okay. Ronnie Gaskins of the West Virginia State Police was called into Skylar's case. Uh, there was a tip that Skylar was at a party with the suspected bank robbers, and that something bad had happened. Oh, no. The rumor was that Skylar had gone to this house party that night that she snuck out and supposedly overdosed on heroin. Was she using heroin? She died. People there panicked, and they disposed of her body, said Gaskins, which was thrown out pretty quickly as Skylar did not use heavy drugs at all. So yeah, once again... Say- this oh. sounds like some bullshit. Mm-hmm. Kids do panic when stuff bad stuff happens, but you know mm-hmm. what the instinct of a kid who's panicking is? They what? call their moms. That is so true. <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> when Aww. a kid is panicking, yeah, they call their mom. You're gonna be so mad at me. <laughs> yeah, like that's what kids do. Yeah. Um. Again, these were just rumors, and they led nowhere. Okay. So, luckily for the investigators, all three girls had always been pretty active on social media, which is kind of what I love about more recent cases. See it, uh huh. Because 
you fucking idiots, put whatever you want on Twitter. Do it. Go ahead. Seriously. Say whatever the hell you want. It's fine. Seriously. Uh, Lauren, you mean X, by the way. Put it on X. What? Oh my gosh, you really don't watch the news. Twitter, Elon Musk changed Twitter's name to X. Now it's just X. Okay, well, in 2012, it was Twitter. So it's going to be Twitter. They really, do they get rid of the eggs too? Yeah, there's no birds anymore. Or birds. That was an egg. Who yeah. had eggs? Yeah, there, there used to be the profile picture when you just joined was like an egg. Yeah, okay. Yeah, now there's no birds. It's all just X's. Just X. Gag. Yeah. <clears throat> Any hooters. So, as the police were getting more and more tips, they started looking into Skylar's Twitter. And Excellent. saw that she had tweeted something kind of strange the day before she had disappeared. I love a strange tweet. It said, sick of being at fucking home. Thanks, quote, friends. Love hanging out with you all, too. And the day before that, she had tweeted, you doing shit like that is why I can never completely trust you. Was there maybe something going on in the trio? That could have that could lead to cracking this case wide open. So a trio of friends is always kind of rough. Bad, 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 bad. Yeah. You need an even number. Yep. Like two, four, six, whatever. At least you can pair off. Who do we appreciate not having an odd number? Friends. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I agree. Even even numbers. That's what we appreciate because otherwise two are going to gang up on one. That's how that's what's going to happen. And if you are Taylor Swift and Boys Like Girls 2 is better than one. Yes. If you yes. guys don't get that reference, I'm so sorry. You should that is, to two is quite a reference because I, I love song. that song. I, I do too. I still love that song. I think, Any Hooters. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so why last thing said and then we started talking was, is there something going on in this trio that could possibly lead to cracking this case wide open? Stay tuned for an ad break or after the ad break. Ad break right here, right now. I want to take a quick break to talk about two brands that I'm an ambassador for. You've heard me talk about this the last couple of weeks, but I'm an ambassador for Moment Botanical Water. They're at Drink Moment on Instagram, and it's a caffeine-free and alcohol-free drink for those nights where you might want something kind of cocktail-like, but you want to be fully present the next day. I'm kind of a lightweight, so maybe that's just me, but I enjoy it. Um, There are a whole bunch of flavors. I've tried all of them. They're all no added sugar, all of that good stuff. Uh, So if you're interested in this awesome brand, head over to drinkmoment.com and use promo code MOSTWANTEDAMANDA for 15% off at checkout. And then we get a little uh, something back that we are going to be able to use to maybe go on some trips this year. So that's really exciting. And I'm equally excited to be a brand affiliate for the most awesome clothing brand I've seen in a long time, Kind Cotton. Kind Cotton is a premium clothing and accessories brand designed to spread kindness and make a difference. With every order, they provide a book to a child through their reading program. And you know how much I love to read, so that's just wonderful to me. Uh, Lauren has a super cute long sleeve mustard yellow embroidered tee. And I have the Kindness Crew Neck sweatshirt from their Pride line. And it might be the softest sweatshirt I've ever owned. There will be links to both of these brands in the episode notes because this one didn't give me a nice promo code, but it's just an affiliate link and that'll be provided for you. 
Uh, all money earned is going to go right back to us. Same thing with Drink Moments, and it'll help us get to Austin and Orlando for some podcast festivals. So thank you for listening and helping us out. So by the start of the school year, Skylar was still missing. Skylar's best friend growing up commented to Dateline, who was one of the shows that I watched. Love Dateline. Uh, I also love Dateline. It wasn't one of those two girls. It was someone else. But yeah, this is someone else. Um, okay. I am a piece of shit and did not write down her name. So I do apologize okay. to friend of Skylar's growing up. We love you. You Thank you were, for talking to Dateline. Yes, you were severely hurt in this and it was not fair. And I'm so sorry that I did not write your name down. Um, poor thing. Yeah. So she said that when they got back to school, she was actually kind of happy that she didn't share any classes with Skylar anymore because then she wouldn't have to sit through hearing her name called in class and for her not answering. Oh my God. Teachers were calling her name. Yeah. Oh my God. So oh. the community really felt the loss of her presence at this moment. Yeah. So while all of this was going on at school, investigators were still keeping an eye on Rachel and Sheila's social media. Good. After a short amount of time, they found that neither of the girls hinted that they were upset about their best friend's disappearance. No. Some of their tweets were weird. For example, <laughs> what Sheila posted in early November. This tweet read, oh, you're gonna love this. Oh, I can't wait. No one on this earth can handle me and Rachel. If you think you can, you're wrong. So that could have had me. <laughs> uh, which was that's ridiculous, of- by the way. Yeah, <laughs> that's a this ridiculous is insane. <laughs> I mean, so she disappeared in July. And you're tweeting this in November. Man, lay low. What is Seriously. wrong with you? Like, delete your Twitter. Delete your Twitter. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, which was then no surprise, at least to me. But I guess the girls were shocked when they heard rumors about them at school. My gosh, I so know. shocking! And could you believe be it? Like, oh my god, those two girls are weird. Because, well, because could they don't you feel believe sad. it that some people on Twitter straight up accuse them of having committed the murder? <gasps> Gasp! And told them that it was only a matter of time before they were going to get caught. That's fascinating. Like random ass tweeting this. Really? Yes, like not only people wow. from the community, but people because this was in the news now. Yeah, she's a, I suppose she'd I mean, been gone she's for two a beautiful months. Beautiful, four months at this point. It's now November. Oh, because it's November. Okay, four yeah. months. Sorry, I thought no, we it's were okay. No, it's okay here because I also skip months, so it's totally fine. But yeah, random people. I mean, this was all over the news. People. Yeah, were, if she was a missing white girl, it yeah. would have been all over the a news. A sixteen-year-old yeah. white girl from yeah. West Virginia, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So Officer Colbank thought something was kind of off about Sheila and Rachel's demeanor after they spoke for the first time in an interview. They played with their hair. They really didn't make any eye contact with the investigators during these meetings. They Were there just... parents in these meetings or in no. these interviews? I don't think so. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't say that they were or weren't. Um, And now... I don't remember if I which one I watched them in. But, you know, I think it was just the girls separate. I think. Okay. Oh, but they're, they're minors. That's why I'm asking. No, I, I think one of their parents was present now that I think about it. I think one of them had their dad. Okay. For sure with them. 
It could also be their parents waived it too. Yeah. Like parents can be like, no, you can interview my kid. That, you know what? It didn't even, it didn't even occur to me when I was writing this to write that down. I forget that they're minors because they're monsters. Monsters can be minors too. Yeah, I know. I'm aware. (laughs) I will tell you many, a couple stories of minors being monsters. Um, so Colbank said that Sheila was completely blank with emotions. She Ooh. was totally iced over. But Rachel, on the other hand, was nervous. She was, how I imagine it, shaking in her stupid red hair. Oh, their story. Sheila, Sheila, the one who was crying with Ra- mm-hmm. with uh, um, Skylar's mom, is mm-hmm. the one that's just ice cold. Correct. And Rachel, the one who ran away to camp. Yeah. Is nervous. Correct. Okay. Could you imagine, like, maybe you want to get the fuck out of town after you kill your best friend because you can't handle the pressure? I guess. Maybe you should have stayed at camp. Can I just, and this does not matter, but it was a church camp. Of course it was. Yeah, I know. So their stories were verbatim. Absolutely the same. The same. They were the absolute same. Rehearsed. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, th- no one's story is exactly the same unless it's rehearsed. Well, thanks, yeah. sissy. Any hooters? <laughs> uh, Colbank says everything in my gut said that Sheila was acting wrong and Rachel was scared to death. Fascinating. So after reviewing surveillance video and cell phone records, it proved that Sheila, Eddie, and Rachel Shove had been lying about what happened the night that they last saw Skylar. It took them that long to do that? To, like, figure you know, that out? Hey, you know, this This is not a short, quick thing, okay. ma'am. Okay. Catching dumb bitches is hard work, okay? I'm just saying, the cell towers. The cell towers. Do they... Ping. And your phone's yes. going... Pong. Yeah. Police then had to tell Dave and Mary Niece that Sheila and Rachel had a secret. The nieces, classmates, and even complete strangers started putting the pressure on Rachel and Sheila to tell the truth. Oh my gosh. I didn't write this down, but earlier when the girls were first getting, when they went in their first interview, Mm -hmm. the nieces, uh, Dave specifically, went and said, leave these girls alone. They had nothing to do with it. You guys are wasting your time. Oh Leave God. them alone. He they- was defending them yeah. still? Oh, yeah. no. That's yeah. heartbreaking. Yeah. So, like, he he was – I mean, they, everyone was devastated, but he literally told the police that they were just wasting their time talking to the girls because the girls were doing everything they could to help them find his daughter. That's heartbreaking. Yep. So then – Oh, this is when it gets good. Because, like, this has been, well, it gets good for a little bit, and then it gets sad. It's all sad. Okay, it's all sad. Anyways, so then in late December, a phone call was placed to 911. It was Patricia, Rachel's mom on the line. Okay. And it goes like this. I have an issue with a 16-year-old daughter of mine. I can't control her anymore. She's hitting us. She's screaming. She's running through the neighborhood. My husband's trying to contain her. Please hurry. She's it, hitting us? 
Yeah. Yikes. I listened to this over this call over and over again. Um, you can hear Rachel screaming and just crying uncontrollably in the background. Like it's oh my god breaking. Okay. And then right before the call ends, you can hear her mom say, Give me the phone. No, no. This is over. This is over. Oh no. Rachel Schof was committed to the local psych- psychiatric hospital after her nervous breakdown. She was then released on January 3rd of 2013. So wait, when was the call made? You said December? Late How, December. I think it was December 20, 28th. And okay, she so was she in was there in until for like, January 3rd. So five or four, four or five oh, days. Probably like just a hold. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, after not having any contact with Sheila Eddy during that time, Rachel was ready to talk. Oh, is Sheila the domineering one? We'll see. Mm-hmm. I cried writing this, so hold on a second. Am I going to cry? I don't think so. Like I said, watching this oh, that would have been was so way hard. harder than hearing it. <clears throat> so, we stabbed her. Rachel confessed <gasps> to her attorney and the police that she and Sheila had stabbed Skylar to death. The car they saw on the surveillance camera the morning of July 6th was in fact Sheila's car. As she continued talking, the grim details about what happened that night came to light. Rachel and Sheila had planned the murder of Skyla for a month in advance. Oh, my God. The plan was to carry out the murder just before Rachel had left for that summer camp. On the night of the murder, Rachel grabbed a shovel from her dad's house and Sheila grabbed two kitchen knives from her mom's kitchen. They also had cleaning supplies, a change of clothes. When the two girls were... When the two girls picked up Skylar, she assumed they were just going to be driving around and smoking weed. Although it was July 6th in West Virginia, the two girls wore hoodies to conceal the knives. Skylar didn't seem to notice that, though. Where the girls went to smoke, their usual spot was just across state lines in Pennsylvania. (gasps) They crossed state lines that could make it federal. And once they got there, they all got out and walked a bit away from the vehicle. I think Skylar had maybe forgotten her lighter. So she turned around to head back to the car. And that's when Rachel blurted out on three. (gasps) Oh, no. Sorry. (sighs) Skylar was stabbed over 50 times. Oh, my God. At one point, she had gotten away. But one of the girls stabbed her in the knee, so she was no longer able to run away. At that moment, Skylar's fate was sealed. And in her dying breath, all she could ask was why. That's what I'm asking, too. Oh, it's... It's hard. Sorry. After Rachel's confession... The police got her to agree to wear a wire to try to record Sheila also committing to her part in it all. But she was a little bit smarter than that. I'm not going to say she was smart, but she never took the bait. After a couple of failed attempts at that, Rachel told the investigators they were going to take her to find Skylar's body. Their wait, plan- wait, 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 wait. It was Sheila. No. Sorry, I've got it confused. It that's was okay, Rachel. That's okay. Yeah, yeah, it was Rachel. It was it was Rachel yeah. who had the nervous she, breakdown and confessed. Okay, sorry. I had a yeah, No, that's okay. Uh, Sheila did not take the bait. Okay. But Sheila okay. was the one crying 
at the house yes right yeah. after it happened yep yeah yeah okay uh so their plan had been to kill her and bury her out in the woods but because this was thought up by two 16-year-old girls, their plan right. fucking sucked. Yeah, I bet. I've After- seen Pretty Little Liars. It's hard to dig holes that are that deep. Hmm. Mm-hmm. After they killed her, <laughs> they found out the ground had been too rocky and they couldn't dig it up at all. Sounds just like a Pretty Little Liar. So they did the second shittiest thing they had mm. done all night and oh, they no. just put branches over her to cover her body. <gasps> They just, oh my God. Skylar Nisa's body was found and identified on March 13th, 2013. And she confessed January 3rd. So all this took, all of this planning and stuff. She never said where she was until March 13th. My God. Actually, I think it was March 10th that she took him out there, but then she couldn't find it right away. Because they're 16 year old girls. Yeah. And it was dark. Yeah. yeah. So she was identified on March 13th, 2013. And on the same day, Sheila, who had still not confessed or had not been arrested yet, put out this lovely tweet. Oh, no. Rest easy, Skylar. You'll always be my best friend. I miss you more than you could ever know. What? I got some some other tweets from Sheila. Oh, my God. Because she clearly could not stop posting would you like to hear them yes we really did go on three what mm-hmm. that's all it said what 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 mm-hmm. okay yeah and the next one they say you remember the past better than it really was oh yep Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. So investigators matched blood samples in Sheila's trunk to Skylar's DNA, and she was eventually arrested on May 1st, 2013 in the parking lot. Only like 10 months later, she was arrested in the parking lot of a Cracker Barrel. (laughs) Sorry. That's okay. I, I... I include these details because I just need a little bit. I just need it's something. It's always a restaurant. I'm really sorry that I cried stories. earlier, so I have to put the Cracker Barrel in to make it a little bit lighter. Couldn't have been Chili's. Couldn't have been. We're on a, we're on a Chili's kick. Couldn't have been Chili's. If it would have been Chili's, I would have died. I would have died. Uh, so Sheila Eddy was charged with first degree murder, and she pled yeah. guilty in January of 2014. She- she did. She did. It's the okay. smartest thing she's possibly ever done. Yeah. Uh, Sheila received a life sentence with mm-hmm. the possibility of parole after 15 years. This was 2013. Yep. That's not that far away. Rachel Schof was found guilty of second degree murder and received a 30 year sentence. Mm, this, mm. So. If Sheila gets parole, she could get out before Rachel? I said what I said. Oh, my God. Okay. Would- I have a question. Yes. Yes, ma'am. Um, why did Rachel get second degree murder? I'm she assuming clearly she was, was offered a plea deal. So and I don't be- think, like I don't for, think for, Sheila was. For cooperating? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So would you like to know the reason for this disgusting murder? Not that there's any reason to kill someone, but 
I guess. So they asked Rachel, why did you guys kill Skylar? And her only answer to that question was, we just didn't like her. Oh, my God. Okay. So David Neese, I've been calling him Dave. That was very rude of me. His name is David, and he should be respected as David. So I do yeah. apologize, Mr. Neese. David Neese, Skylar's dad, says that those two girls did not deserve leniency from the courts. Agreed. They're both sickos, and they both... And they're both exactly where they need to be, away from civilization, locked up like animals, because that's what they are. They're animals. Mm, okay, I don't know if I love all of that, but... The Morning Father occasionally visits a tree in the woods in Pennsylvania, decorated with photos of his only child, his beloved daughter, <gasps> killed because of two jealous best friends. I w- what, were they, what were they jealous of? <sighs> it's, it's not great. Um, I'll get into it in a little bit. Okay. Okay. He says, I want to take this horrible thing that happened here and try to turn it into something good. A place that people can come and remember Skylar and remember the good little girl that she was and not the little beast that they treated her like. So, um, I mentioned earlier that they did. I mentioned to you before we started recording, um, the Nice family also helped pass Skylar's law, mm-hmm. which requires that the state issue Amber Alerts for all missing children, even yep. those not to believe to be kidnapped. Um, although it would not, yeah, although it may not have saved Skylar's life because she was killed before her parents ever realized that she was missing, this new system in West Virginia may save some lives through timely notices of missing children. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah I agree. Me too. So do you want to know what these stupid bitches are up to now? Sure. On May 9th, 2023, Rachel Schoff was denied parole. Oh, okay. The hearing also marked an opportunity for Rachel and the family of her victim to speak almost 11 years after the July 6, 2020, well, sorry, after the July 6, 2012 incident. Okay. Incident? The te- We're calling it that's, an incident now? That's what, it, that's what the news said, the news okay. article I pulled this from. So during the testimony portion of the hearing, Rachel said that she and Sheila were in a relationship and they felt that if they were exposed, they would have to face consequences because um, I didn't mention this, but or I guess I did kind of mention it, that Rachel went to that church camp. She was very nervous that her parents were going to find out that she was in a relationship with a woman and she couldn't have those kind of consequences. Oh, I have so many things I could say, but I'm going to refrain. Yep. So after things became known with the relationship, there was tension between us. Rachel said it was hostile and violent in our teenage minds. We didn't know how to handle the conflict and we just wanted it to stop. Okay, wait. So they told Skylar that they're in a relationship and then she found out. I think she either saw them or read something. And then it was then she was she was mad. I think she was left out. Okay. Have you ever, I mean, I've never been in this situation, but. I actually have. I know. And I think she was probably more upset that they didn't feel like they could tell her. Oh, that's actually fair. That's fair. Okay. What they were jealous of, I have no fucking idea. Because these Ugh. two pieces of shit are the worst. Yeah. Um, I have Rachel, what she said to them at this hearing. I don't know if I want to read it. 
do you think I should read it? And then if we don't like it, I'll cut it. That's up to you. I mean, if, if it's out, if it's out there, you could just read it too. Okay. We don't have to like it. <clears throat> so Shof was asked what she would say to Skylar's family. And she had this to say, Oh no, I know I can't express how sorry I am for what I have done and for the pain I have caused. I loved her. I know what we did was terrible and there are no words to describe the pain that we had caused. And I know that there's nothing I can say or do. I just pray for them all the time and pray for peace in their hearts. I would trade places with Skylar so she could be with her loved ones. I just want them to know how deeply sorry I am. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. That's just to me spoken like someone who'd really like to get out of prison. It sounds like it's all about me. Yeah, that's very. She's I'm talking sorry. about herself. I, her. I know. That yeah. Nothing. I just wish this. I want yeah, this. It's a lot of I words. Yeah. Like I phrases. I mean, but like, like I said, like it's, it's, it's that, but it's like, it's spoken like someone who wants to get out of prison. 100%. And this was, yeah, this was before she was denied parole this yeah. year. So, yeah. Uh, so, you got an update on Sheila too? Fucking um, Sheila. Yep, I do. But I have, okay. um, Dave also provided a written statement at this hearing and i would like to read this ladies and gentlemen of west virginia's parole board thank you for the opportunity to tell you why i believe this inmate should not be granted parole because of this excellent start to keep going because of that malicious monster my child never got a limo at her prom and oh fuck sorry (laughs) instead she got a ride in the coroner's vehicle also there is no sparkling gown for skylar just a body bag She'll never have a certificate of graduation, only a death certificate. This narcissistic first-degree cold-blooded killer is not sorry for the brutal murder of my only child. It's my belief that she is proud that she murdered my daughter in cold blood. The day after she plunged kitchen knives into my child, this devil was seen on a friend's boat, smiling and posing for photographs. The date of July 6, 2012 was chosen for a specific reason. You see, this beast wanted the killing out of the way before she left for church camp. Just another test to mark off of her list, like standing over my child saying, die, bitch, as my baby girl took her last breath because the evil butcher didn't want to be her friend. I wasn't there to defend my girl from this diabolical killer on July 6, 2012, but I am here today to do everything within my power to make sure she stays behind bars. This inmate has proven that she is both evil and mentally unstable. No one can fix this kind of madness. I believe if she is paroled, she will kill again. Murder is a game to this inmate. Ladies and gentlemen, that is insanity. This person has proved to be a narcissist and is a dangerous person who has no remorse in the least. This inmate has destroyed many lives when she destroyed Skylar. This inmate is just a rat that narked and got the deal. Yes, she was. Yes, she showed us where she murdered Skylar, yet she's also the narcissist liar that put my daughter in that place. This monster is a danger to society. If released, no parent can close their eyes at night without the fear of their child, without the fear that their own child could possibly be the next victim. This vicious murderer sits here today asking for a second chance. I ask you, where is Skylar's second chance? Where was her second chance when this monster counted to three and began to slash and stab at my only child? I don't want to live in a... Sorry. 
I don't want to live in a world without Skylar, but I have to. I want to make sure it's as safe as possible from predators like this one. I ask that you deny parole for this diabolical butcher and allow Skylar's mother and I the knowledge that her killer will not be granted the reality of adulthood that our daughter was never allowed to experience. I'm really sorry. <laughs> oh, my God. I told you, watching this shit. I've yeah. read this piece a hundred times watching this shit, really. Oh, I'm very sorry. Uh, to finish this, Rachel Schof remains in the Lakin Correctional Center, where her projected release date is April of 2028, according to the West Virginia Department of Corrections. That's about 15 years or something, right? Yeah. So like Sheila half, Eddie. Half the sentence. Mm-hmm. Sheila Eddie is also serving her sentence in the same facility. And her first parole hearing will be in May of 2028. And that is the end. And I could not go on. And I'm very sorry that I cried three times. Oh, man. That's horrible. <sighs> I There were plenty of people that I didn't want to be friends with when I was 16. Did you just stop talking to them? Yeah, I didn't kill them. No. I certainly didn't kill them. No. I just avoided them like mm-hmm. a normal person. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, being 16 is rough, but... Oh, sure. This yeah. this ain't it. This no. ain't it. This is not it. Oh. Mm. So that was my coverage of the murder of Skylar Niece and obviously Dick Bag 1 and Douche Canoe 2. And this one, just to kind of clarify how it ended up on our podcast, it was on like a most notorious. Oh list, yes, right? I'm so sorry. Yes, so I found this. This is uh, there's a most notorious list. So all the most notorious crimes that happen in each state, and this is the most notorious for West Virginia. Yeah. Um. Yeah. As I continue to tell my own stories on this podcast, they're probably mostly gonna be from there, at least at the beginning, until I cover all the ones that I want to or can handle. Yeah. I mean, on that list are others like uh, Eileen Warnos is on there. Um, Israel Keys is on there. Jeffrey Dahmer's on there. So, you know, they're, you know, they're yeah. notorious. And for sure. I guess West Virginia just had two big old cunts. Sometimes it'd be like that, I guess. It does be like that. I should look and see who's on Minnesota. Tom Petters. Yeah. Businessman and chairman and CEO of Petters Group Worldwide, a company that stole over $2 billion in a Ponzi scheme. He's from St. Cloud. Shocker. Hmm. I don't know anything about that. All right. Well. Criminal status, prisoner 14170-041. Oh, he's in Leavenworth! Shut up. He's in Leavenworth! <laughs> All right. Well, eventually we got to add that guy then. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Okay, so to um, I'm going to tell you my sources. Yep. So uh, the news articles I read was ABC News from Best Friends to Killers, Teens Murder Friend Because They Didn't Like Her, CNN.com, and it was the court transcripts, which is how I got all those two, or how I got those two, um, what I just read. And (laughs) then I, yep, all that's interesting which is a wonderful website that I'm oh, yeah. starting to really enjoy. And that mm-hmm. article was called Inside Skylar Niece's Murder at the Hands of Her Best Friends. Uh, I also got some stuff, a little bit of background from Wikipedia. 
And the two shows that I watched were Dateline, Something Wicked, season 22, episode 23, and Snapped, Sheila Eddy, season 18, episode 1. I watched the Dateline three times, but I listened to the podcast at least nine. Oh, my. Yeah. I mean, it was okay. one of the, like, anything I missed, it was probably in my 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 brain, my brain mm-hmm. place, but, you brain know. Place. <laughs> my brain place. And then all of a sudden my brain went smooth when I started talking, apparently. So it'd be like that sometimes. Oh, it do be like that. Yikes. <laughs> Oh, so that was um, our very sad episode. And I, I'm really sorry I cried. I'll get my shit together for future episodes. So thank you guys so much for listening to us. Again, I'm very sorry I cried. But at the same time, you know, um, emotions and the shit is really hard to talk about. And um, so well, I, that case sucked. Yeah, like I, it, I, you, you told it great. I, that case sucked. <laughs> I apologize that it was hard for you guys to understand me. I don't apologize for crying. I will say that. I could understand you fine. Okay, thank you. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at a most wanted pod where you can see pictures of these fucking dick bag and douche canoes and the stupid dumb bitch shaking in her red little hair. Ugh. Ugh. Oh, you should see their mug shots. They fucking piss me off. They both smile and oh, I could punch them. Any hooters. You can find us okay. on Facebook at a most wanted podcast. You can send us an email at a most wanted podcast at gmail.com. We have a website. You can go to a most wanted podcast.com. We hope you continue to listen because we are having so much fun. We hope you guys are too. Thank you guys. Bye. Doodles. <laughs>